We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. I love Zay Flowers, PJ. I love him. Ravens minus three and a half look dead. I mean, when you see Justin Tucker miss a field goal inside of 50, I'm like, well, I'm screwed. I literally got up and said, all right, going to start uh, cleaning up down here, put some dishes away, going to go to bed. And then all of a sudden, I Zay Flowers saves the day and anybody else that had the Ravens minus three and a half in that. I, I know, look, I know you look at your Ravens and there's, it's weird, I feel like, because you talk about the Ravens being one of the best teams in the NFL, yet I feel like there's this jaded other side of you at the same time, and you've got a devil and an angel on each shoulder, and you can't really figure out who you want to listen to right now. So what's annoying is that I they, I think they are one of the best teams in the NFL, but as you and I both well know, that doesn't mean that the best team wins in the NFL, especially in the playoffs when it's one and done. That's just how it goes. They've been winning in all 12 games going into the fourth quarter, and then, you know, they just, all these games, they just find ways to choke away leads. So I love their team. Hopefully they can continue to stay relatively healthy. The Andrews loss is obviously a big one. Maybe they can get yeah. him back if they advance deep into the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, as we were just talking to Mike, man, like, I mean, for him, he's seen both teams play up front and in person. And for him to say that the Ravens, he thought, were a little bit better than the Niners, I mean, that speaks volume to me. I thought he made great points about, you know, the Ravens coordinators. And I love Mike McDonald. I hope the Ravens do whatever it takes to make him the coach and waiting behind John Harbaugh. Um, and obviously, I mean, Nick, you and I would have been an upgrade over Greg Roman. So, right. you know, I mean, please. I'm trying to figure out who was hated more by their fan base, Greg Roman <sighs> Or Matt Canada. It's a good. It's mm. and I don't know if there's really an answer to that. No, now, were there ever any, were there ever any fire Roman chants at Orioles games oh, like we did? Uh, maybe Orioles not at games. Or, yeah, maybe not at Orioles because games. we had that at uh, what Penguins, Penguins games. It was did. fire Canada. Yeah, which again I I keep trying to tell people it should have been blame Canada. Yeah, that's that's what you go. I mean it's <laughs> I mean you missed a great opportunity blame there Pittsburgh, Canada. but it is what it is. Especially if they were playing a Canadian hockey team. Yeah. right? would have been too perfect. If it was like Pens and Leafs. <sighs> that would have been amazing. Would have been amazing. I, I just, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I, neither one of them, I, I don't know if I could, I don't think there's an answer to that. I might say Matt Canada only because of that, because there were, it crossed over into other sports in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that but, last name is just too perfect. Yeah. So, all right, uh, PJ's here. I'll go next. Let's get into our power rankings, the top 10 in the NFL as we head into week 13. Ben MGM tonight, power rankings. I'm excited for this because on my show, Send It In, 1 to 1, 30 Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, right here on Good the BetQL Network. Thank you. I do my college football top 10 every Monday, but I never do the NFL oh. top 10. So I'm excited to dabble in that. And I feel really good about my list. Nick, I think the best team in the National Football League is the San Francisco 49ers. All right. An absolute machine. When they are fully healthy, when Brock Purdy doesn't have concussion-like symptoms, when McCaffrey's out there, when Debo's out there, when Ayuk's out there, when Kittle's out there, and when Trent Williams is out there, nobody can beat this football team. There is a reason why the Philadelphia Eagles are 10-1, while they are the reigning NFC champions, while they have just beaten the Chiefs and the Bills, 
and they are underdogs at home to San Francisco this week. It is because they are a wagon, and their defense is very good. Now, they did have a tough injury to their safety. That Chase Young pickup looks like it's a really, really good one to go alongside with Nick Bosa. That Niners pass rush is kind of back to its old ways. I just, I love this team, man. They can hurt you in so many different ways, and with Shanahan calling plays with all those weapons that they have, to me, that is the number one team in football. The number two team in football is my Baltimore Ravens. I, I really, really like my team. I think this is the best team <laughs> that Lamar has played for. But yeah, Nick, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm terrified. I absolutely am. The old Ravens, back in the heyday, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs. Oh, when they were up in the fourth quarter, tuck the kids, go to bed. Ball game's over. New age Ravens. Oh, Nick. Hold on to your butts. It's going to be a bumpy ride because they love blowing away fourth quarter leads. <laughs> they are so good at getting out to starts. They're so good at having the lead going into the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter. Like I said, they should be 12-0 this season. All three of their losses, their win percentage in those games were like 82% or higher. Lamar's awesome. Keaton Mitchell was a great find. They finally got it right in the first round, getting a wide receiver and Zay Flowers. And as we were talking with Mike, man, that defense, best linebacking corn football with Patrick Crean and Roquan. I mean, Kyle Hamilton's a monster. Marlon Humphrey hasn't really been playing the last couple weeks. And what helps the Ravens a lot is the fact that they haven't had their bye yet. It's finally coming up this week. So they got a chance to get healthy and regroup because they have one of the toughest schedules remaining in the NFL. But I think they are the best team in the AFC and the number two team overall. Philadelphia Eagles, they're 10-1. They're lucky as crap, Nick. It is unreal, the state mm -hmm. of Pennsylvania. I don't know what they did. Benjamin Franklin is just, I mean, it's its unreal what they're doing in the state of Pennsylvania. Between the Steelers, between the Eagles, got to give credit where it's due, though. They find ways to win. Jalen Hurts is awesome. They have two number one receivers in AJ and Devontae. Their D-line is terrific. I just think the Niners are the better team. And again, they're playing this week. They're favored. And I actually like the Eagles to win the game. Even though I think the Eagles are going to win, I still think San Francisco is better. The Eagles are my number three. Kansas City's number four. It's crazy that Mahomes is a defense this good. And they're actually a defensive team. I think maybe the Chiefs found something, though, Nick, in that game against the Raiders, where maybe they tune it down a little bit in the passing game. I know you have Mahomes, but you lean on the running game, you play towards your defense, and, you know, you try and reinvent yourself a little bit and win games Give that way. Isaiah Pacheco the football. Have to. Been yelling it all year. Have to. That's what turned the game when they were down 14 nothing. So the Chiefs are favored to win the AFC, as they should be. They're probably going to get the number one seed. I like the Ravens team better. But the Chiefs are number four. Dallas is number five. They are unbelievable at home. Like, they beat everybody at home by 20 points. But again, they played Philadelphia on the road. They played San Francisco on the road. They've lost those games. I don't trust them in the playoffs. I think Dak's going to turn into a pumpkin when the lights are brightest, unfortunately. But they got stars all over the field. There's a lot to like with that roster. But I just I can't trust you. If your quarterback's Dak Prescott and your head coach is Mike McCarthy, I can't get there. Dallas is uber-talented. They're the fifth team, best team in the NFL to me, but I can't trust them in the playoffs. Miami, they're, they're kind of the similar team to Dallas, right? Like, explosive offense, great at home. Tua, those receivers, even their defense I like a lot. And the way that they're improving under Vic Fangio, Jalen Ramsey is back. But the Dolphins' three losses are against Buffalo, the Chiefs, 
and against the Eagles. All the way from Miami, they can't beat the elite teams away from home, which is what they're probably going to have to do late in the season. I think they're really good, but uh, they're my number six team. Jacksonville was almost number seven by default. I really don't like the Jags all that much. They're eight and three. I've never been as high on Trevor Lawrence as everybody else has, but Doug Peterson teams, even when he was back in Philadelphia, always get better as the year goes on. That was a huge win against Houston. And they got a really good roster. You know, their defense is solid. Bringing over Calvin Ridley to go along with Kirk and Ingram. ETN's a really good back. They got a good team. I don't know if they're a serious threat in the AFC, though. But they are number seven for me. The Detroit Lions. Man, do I wish in hindsight I took the Packers on Thanksgiving. Like, the Lions hadn't had an 8-2 and two start until 1962, Nick. Like, of course, they're not going to make it easy on their fans. <laughs> of course, they're going to have to torture them one more time. I just, you know, Goff's done some nice things this season, but it's games like the last two weeks that he's played against the Bears and the Packers where it's like you see some good things, you see some bad things. I just, I can't trust them in the playoffs their defense just continues to get worse and teams are carving them apart so we kind of talked about it yesterday it's really Niners Eagles then it's the Cowboys then it's kind of like the next tier for me Mm -hmm. I think the Lions are a good team but they're my number eight and then at number nine and ten I went with a couple of AFC dark horses that I think could be worth taking a sprinkle on potentially to win the AFC Because, Nick, I see flaws with every AFC team. I think it's wide open. C.J. Stroud's the best rookie quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime. The guy is unbelievable. I kind of think he's doing what the Houston Texans with Joe Burrow did with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's coming in right away, and he is completely changing that organization. And he's changing it overnight. We forget how bad the Houston Texans were. And C.J. Stroud is just turning them into an awesome team, a team that's winning games against some of the elite teams in the NFL. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites this weekend against the Broncos, who've won five straight games. I think that tells you a lot. Texans are my number nine, and then the Broncos are my ten. Hottest team in football. Defense is playing great. Super Bowl-winning head coach. Quarterback. I know Russ isn't prime Russell Wilson in Seattle, but... Man, he uh, he's playing really good football. Javante Williams has been great for them. Sutton's a number one receiver. And that's my number 10, Nick. I feel pretty good about it. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm, obviously we're going to hear yours, but what do you think of my top 10? I think the back end of the top 10, for me, there was a lot of debate between, like, three teams. It mm. was Houston, the Bills... Uh, Cleveland, yeah. Denver, yeah. and those are like the kind of the four right now that I looked at where you're getting some trending in the right direction, but you got pros and cons for each one of them. I'll go the other way. I'll start with number 10, PJ, and I put the Houston Texans there just like last week when they first moved into the top 10 for me. This is a top 10 team in the NFL in scoring. It is crazy to think that with the offensive line and the issues we saw at the beginning of the year and C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback, that the Houston Texans right now are not only top 10 in scoring, but their rookie quarterback is a legit MVP candidate. Now, I don't think he's going to win, but I absolutely look at C.J. Stroud and say that has the look of an MVP. And let's just say this was C.J. Stroud's second or third year, maybe. He'd get even more consideration for it. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, we spend so much time talking about how we haven't had anybody really separate themselves from the pack in terms of MVP. I mean, if we're being honest, the best resume is C.J. Stroud. Look at where he's taken this team. They had the number two overall pick. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. And now they're a top 10 scoring team 
and they were sitting above 500 before that loss to the Jags, which, by the way, was only three points. They look competitive. They look like a team that belongs. They look like a team that is a legit playoff team. Going into Week 9, though, here's the one thing I'm a little concerned about is their defense is trending in the wrong direction. Going into Week 9 against Tampa, the Texans were eighth in scoring defense. Since then, they've fallen all the way to 14th. They're giving up a little over three more points a game, which may not seem like a lot, but over that stretch, that actually is a big deal. So their defense is going to have to kind of get things right for this team to sneak into the playoffs. Number nine for me is the Bills, and I struggle with this. I wanted to drop them back out again and maybe put Denver in here. But really, the Bills were super competitive against an Eagles team that is has the best record in the NFL. So mm-hmm. you, you can't... I didn't hold that against them like I've held some of the other losses against the Bills. And, and honestly, this is a team that looks much better offensively now that you've made the change at offensive coordinator. I mean, Joe Brady running the show makes it look like they have a legit offensive coordinator and people forgetting what he did at LSU in Carolina. We uh, clearly, we can tell it's dysfunctional. So anything that happens there, it's what used to be my team in Washington. That clearly is no longer going to be that team after this season with new ownership that may be turning into what the Carolina Panthers are and what David Tepper's doing, who by the way, does have some, he's got some little, uh, there's some Snyder qualities that are already there, but I like the bills in there at number nine, but here's the issue with them. The bills now have to sit around and think about that loss to the Eagles during a bye week, which mm. is just the worst for a team that's already struggling with confidence, digging themselves out of a hole. That's a really, really bad position for the Bills to be in. So, And they get the Chiefs out of the bye week. And they get the Chiefs <laughs> out of the bye week, which we know has been their Achilles heel mm. in the playoffs mm-hmm. year after year after year. So we may actually, this may be the last time that we see the Bills in a top 10 in any power rankings. This team could be in a free fall if that gets to their head and then they come out and Kansas City whoops them when it's all done. So I'm keeping the Bills in at number nine right now, but they're just two and six in one score games this year. And that that's also a very alarming situation for them. Jags are in at number eight, kind of the same spot that you had them in. And like, the offense has been a real disappointment if you look at Jacksonville this year. From last year to this season, we thought we'd see an act- a jump, but they've really gone the other way. The offensive line has been... Better over the last couple of games. One sack, four quarterback hits allowed. So they're protecting Trevor Lawrence a lot more. But they're 29th in the NFL in pass block win rate. So a lot of it is getting the offensive line right, if they can, to allow Trevor Lawrence to get back to really what we saw at the end of last year. But remember, it was the second half of the season when the Jags really started to pick things up. And they actually won that division. And they didn't have a good defense. This time around... They're a much better defensive team, at least against the run. They're forcing turnovers. Josh Allen has 12 sacks this year. He's getting after the quarterback, the other Josh Allen, not the quarterback Josh Allen. So you've seen some improvements on the defensive side of things that if the Jags can get things right offensively, protect Trevor Lawrence, continue to trend in the right direction, which we are seeing, then this is a team that will look like probably not a one seed in the AFC, but at least maybe a threat which some people, including myself, did like as a long shot before the season actually started. So give me the Jags in there at number eight. And I'll have the Lions in at number seven. The Lions right now, for the second straight week, you brought it up, PJ. Like, when you see those types of Jared Goff games, you go, oh, no. The story may be be going in the wrong direction. But it's a top ten offense. It's defensive side of the ball. I mean, yes, they're better defensively this year, but you're watching them go in the wrong direction. They're allowing opponents to score a touchdown in the red zone at almost 69% of the time. Nice. Which is third worst in the NFL. Not a good direction for them to be going. Rest of the power rankings coming up.